Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today. Thanks so much for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I'm always honored. Today, the conversation is going to be around commercial cleaning industry. Um, It is a $117 billion industry, which which is taken on a whole new importance due to coronavirus. I'll take a minute here just to let you know that if you're listening to this recording, this is September 1st, 2020. You know, all I need to say is it's 2020 and you get the, you get the gist here. So, Traditionally, the commercial cleaning services have not really been looked upon as a critical function. Think about it in the past. As far back as, oh, say, 2019, you really didn't think about uh, janitors and cleaning services as as really a a critical or essential business. I think that's what they call them these days. Many times what happens is the janitors and the uh, the cleaning services are, they really go unnoticed. They're kind of in the background. Well, as of today, September 1st, 2020, um, that's no longer the case, is it? The coronavirus has really pushed the commercial cleaning in, industry into the public eye. And this is what's really exciting is that this is something that most commercial cleaning services probably did not anticipate at all, let alone could they have planned for. So today my guest is Marcy Olinger. She is with Corporate Cleaning Group. And the Corporate Cleaning Group is a leader in the janitorial service industry and has been described forward thinkers in the industry. I tell you what, they probably didn't realize just how forward they were going to need to be. So help me welcome Marcy to the show. Marcy, welcome. Thank you, Linda. Very happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad to have you on the show. I tell you what, uh, we have had some uh, a bit of technical difficulties through today, folks. So I'm really glad you're hanging in there. And Marcy, thanks so much for your patience in this. Let's talk a little bit about the corporate cleaning industry. It's a huge industry, and boy, have you guys been thrown into uh, the forefront of of that you could not have anticipated this, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's a. It's a great time to be in the commercial cleaning industry. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about what it looked like uh, pre-2020. 
we a corporate cleaning group is a little bit different because we uh, focus on four niche markets. And if you can remember, Chew, Chew uh, is uh, that's our niche markets. And the C stands for churches, H stands for healthcare, E stands for educational, and W stands for warehouse or distribution, which are typically standalone buildings that are 10,000 plus square foot. So we're looking for those bigger accounts. But what it's meant to us is it hurt the, the guys that had a lot of emphasis in their business in just churches or just educational. It was a little bit of a hiccup. But mm. that hiccup lasted about one month, and then everything hit the fan. Um, all of the sales channels were completely filled. Everybody knew that how important it was to do commercial cleaning and the disinfecting. Fortunately... We have always cleaned for health, so we don't go in there just to push the dirt around and make it look good. We're in there to clean it and disinfect everything anyway, so we really didn't even have to change the cleaning programs that we were using on our customers, but it Mm -hmm. definitely gave us a different view on what are considered essential business, and obviously we were considered essential, and Mm -hmm. most of our customers were considered essential. Anybody who had been previously thinking about it at all were very much wanting to get on the list immediately so mm-hmm. it definitely mm-hmm. turned things around mm-hmm. yeah i can i can certainly see that and folks if you watch the news at all you definitely understand the importance of this so when when i said that that cor- the corporate cleaning group is forward thinking Tell me why you're seen as forward thinkers. What is it that separates you from the others? You know, the really fun thing is that commercial cleaning has been pretty much the same for the last 100 years or so. Um, so being able to come in and develop systems to the levels that we have and to specialize in those niche markets has been phenomenally important to us. Um, it certainly makes it easier to build your franchise, it builds your reputation much quicker. We know exactly how to market to those companies. We know when a new franchisee starts, we know exactly who the target companies are that are within their territory. So it makes a a huge difference in getting that business started, but also because your accounts are larger, and we typically, because we, we build them on customer service and on that relationship, our profit margins tend to be higher. So it, it's much more of a how can we do this better rather than how can we bid on pennies per square foot. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's certainly paying off today. But when the group was – when the organization was founded, why did the, the founders see that there was a need for a change? Had they been in the commercial cleaning industry before and saw that the old way just – you know, that was a dinosaur – um, what is it that made them see that there that it needed to be uh, there needed to be a disruptor in it, so to speak? You know that that's really interesting. In that, Lynn Yakover is our original founder, and Lynn is out of Detroit. Um, Lynn was a business guy. He had no background in commercial cleaning. He was a business guy. He was a systems guy. He was technology and decided that he wanted to start his own business. So he did a lot of research. And probably one of the things that attracted him to commercial cleaning more than anything is the the repetitive income. So Mm -hmm. you think about that. There's so much power 
and that every single account you add adds that much money every single month. So mm-hmm. it, it certainly gives you a level of confidence when you open your business starting the month and know you've already got $50,000 on the books whether you sell another account that month or not. And mm-hmm. that the power of being able to take a, a relatively simple business model and wrap around relatively simple technology that could really streamline that process and professionalize it much more so than it, it you know, it's not about being Joe in a truck. It really is about yeah. creating professional systems. And, and you work with very high-level companies and very high-level executives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about um, these large accounts, you hear on, on the news that so many companies are now um, encouraging their employees to work from home. Has that impacted your business at all? Well, I'm sure that it has, um, but probably not as much financially as you would think um, Mm -hmm. because uh, so many of the businesses that we work with are essential. Their people are still there. And it's more important than ever to be able to disinfect everything. Um, It Mm -hmm. also opened the market for a lot of businesses that maybe didn't consider it to be that important, that now they had no choice. And Mm -hmm. it actually added a a whole other revenue stream in that there are some businesses that just want you to come in, not just on a regular cleaning basis, but also come in additionally to just disinfect. So there Mm -hmm. are quicker, more uh, systematized or mechanized disinfecting systems now than there were prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are some industries that have to actually prove that they have a, I don't know what they're calling it, a sanitation program in place. So they have to be sanitized on a regular basis to be able to keep their doors open. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and a lot of the companies that we worked prior to that already had that. I mean, think about hospitals oh, sure. or educational facilities. They've got a lot of compliance and documentation that has to be done. We are already so familiar with that. We've already got every, all the documents they could need. So it, there again, it, it didn't disrupt us much. Uh, mm-hmm. We just had to do it for more companies than we previously had to. And, and also mm-hmm. even – it may even open the market for additional niche markets for us based on um, what are considered essential businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So during this time, Marcy, um, how did you support your – let's talk about the franchisees. How did you support your franchisees when people were t- still trying to uh, put their arms around this thing and – figure out um, where do we go from here. I know that you guys were fortunate enough to already have a lot of this in place, so you weren't caught flat-footed, so to speak. But how did you help your franchisees to move forward? Well, we are what you would consider an emerging brand in that we currently have 11 franchisees. So we're still very small, and we have always been hands-on We've also been very careful about bringing on new franchisees. We definitely Mm -hmm. consider them a partner. 
So when a new mm-hmm. franchisee starts, we are right there with them every step of the way. So it's very easy for us to maintain and step up that hand-holding approach in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you talk about um, being very selective, which I love hearing that from a franchisor. Um, you know, you don't you want to know that the franchisor is supporting the brand by making sure that they get the right people in place, not just the ones that can write the check, but the ones that can really do the work. So in the beginning, how do you go through that that vetting process? Uh, How do you make sure that you are uh, bringing on the right team members as a franchisee? Um, I think our discovery process is all designed around that. So I'm a business coach at heart. So I'm working with them right from the beginning to help them to not only check out franchising and check specifically on commercial cleaning group, but also to prepare to be a good business person. But in addition Mm -hmm. to that, as part of our process, they'll have a one-on-one conversation with Devin Dollar, who is also one of our founders. And, And he started the Kansas City location just like a new franchisee would. So he's got that background that says, I know how to start a brand new franchise or a franchise, but I also know how to start a franchise system and mm-hmm. I know how to support the franchisees that I have. So he's definitely looking for somebody that he would want to partner with. And then we also, as part of our discovery day, we, we schedule our discovery days one-on-one. So we don't have several people that come in at once. We have one franchise candidate and they spend a couple of days with Devin They'll go out in the field. They'll visit some of our locations. Um, They'll meet all of the team, um, whether it's in person or via webinar. And then they also have a chance to go to dinner with Devin. Um, And they see the systems and all the things that support them. But more importantly, they're figuring out, is this the culture that fits well with this individual, and do we feel – that this individual has a very high chance of being successful at it. Mm-hmm. Now, the franchisees that would be a perfect fit for corporate cleaning group, would they need to have prior experience in commercial cleaning? Oh, absolutely not. Um, it's amazing how detailed these guys are. And I think that's one of the things about something as simple as commercial cleaning um, the fact that they've got work cards developed so that when a guy comes in or a guy or, or a girl comes in to work at night, they have um, a work card that tells them exactly what they need to complete. They've got a mm-hmm. night manager that's checking those things. We've got systems in place to make sure that everything happens, um, that the quality control is there. So all of those systems down to as low a level of detail, a lower level than I could imagine, have already been developed, and all you really need to be able to do is come in and run that system. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about the systems and everything, is that part of the training when someone comes on? And what does that training look like? We do training in um, two stages. One of them is in Detroit, and that's where they're really going to learn the operations side of the business and the accounting side and the employee management side. And that's three days. And then for the sales training, 
Devin actually goes out to their location and spends um, three or four days in the field with them. So he'll go on those initial sales calls with them. He'll do, um, well, it's a little bit different now with COVID, <laughs> but mm-hmm. they, uh, they're, they're working to, to get in front of people or to be able to have conversations with people. Uh, we're doing a lot more virtually now than we ever did before. But at the same time, it, it there are locations where we're going to go in to do commercial cleaning. We've got to be able to stand and, and face them face-to-face and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I would think you would also need to see the space. And, exactly. um, you know, the, the initial quote, I would think, is where it starts. How, how do you support them in being able to uh, submit an accurate proposal for some of these large um, venues that you're talking about? Well, for one thing, we have a call center that are all trained in that. So when they schedule appointments for our franchisees, they're going to get a lot of that information up front. But then the, the franchisee goes in and meets with the facility and talks about what their traffic patterns are, and they're going to walk the facility. So you think about a church, there's different parts of the church that are used at different parts of the week. And there's different mm-hmm. people and there's different uses. So knowing who's going to be in which part and how often and what they're going to do is an essential part of what we do. It's all about customizing that cleaning system for that facility. And it's one of the reasons that we've chosen to work in those niche markets. But we now have an, an online estimating system. And because we have so much experience in those types of facilities, it's pretty easy for a new franchisee to build a new estimate. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a call center. Um, so do you actually funnel leads to your franchisees? Yeah, we, when we start a new franchise, a, a new franchise territory, um, before we even grant the territory, we've already done the research and we have a list of all the target companies in that area and we load them into the CRM for the franchisee. And then we have an inside sales team that actually is all trained, and they call and schedule appointments for the franchisee. So mm-hmm. the franchisee is much more of a gatherer, I mean a, hunt, a gatherer than a hunter. So mm-hmm. we've done the hunting so that they can spend their time in front of customers and really getting to the part that makes a difference. Because that's one piece that so many new franchisees that maybe they're coming out of corporate, that's the part that they struggle with the most in their head, definitely, is getting new clients. Um, How do they get out there and get in front of them? So it sounds like you've taken a lot of the initial fear of that away. They can still go out and do cold calling. They can still um, generate new business. But it sounds like you guys have a way of, priming the pump, so to speak. You are exactly right. It makes a huge difference. And, and that mm-hmm. continues forever. That's not something mm-hmm. that just that we do when you start out. We continue that for all of our franchisees. Um, each one works very closely with the sales team to determine what their object is for that week or for that month or what they want to focus on. And certainly right now we're focusing on those essential businesses. Definitely. So when a new franchisee comes on, Marcy, about how many employees would they anticipate uh, needing to have up front? And I I also forgot to ask you, is this a brick-and-mortar 
type business? No. Um, you may choose to do that at some point. You may want to have an office, but typically it's not necessary, especially starting out. You can run it from home. Um, we don't hire anybody until you sell that first account. And when we do that estimate, that tells us the total number of man hours required and the skill sets, so you know exactly how many people you need to hire. And from the time you sign that contract until the time you start cleaning, you typically have 30 to 45 days. So that's more than enough time to hire the people that you need for that account, and they're hired for that specific account. It, mm -hmm. they, so you don't ever have people on payroll that are waiting around for something to clean. Right, right, right. Now, I hear that employees in commercial cleaning is a challenge. Is that something you help them with as well, finding the right employees? Absolutely, and that's part of it is knowing exactly the, the man hours and the skill sets. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're not hiring rocket scientists here. Um, right. And they don't have to know everything about the cleaning process. They need to know what they need to do. So mm -hmm. the, the hiring, the interviewing, uh, the, the training actually starts in that first phone interview. We're telling them who we are, what we stand for, what we're looking for, and then that develops as that individual stays with the interviewing process. But it kind of is like you know you're always going to have to hire, so yeah. you have a, a, a faucet, and you either mm -hmm. turn it on when you sell an account or you turn it off after you hire the people for it. So as mm -hmm. long as you know exactly where to go and where what to look for and how to hire them and train them, it's not that difficult. It's just a part of life. Yeah, it's just part of the what it takes to run the business. It's just part of it. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, Marcy, we need to take a quick commercial break here, but I love hearing stories. Do you have any stories that maybe you could share t with the listeners? Um, yeah, we... We have a franchisee who um, is, is also in Michigan. Um, he had a commercial cleaning business, and he was doing, oh, he was doing probably between five and 750000 a year just on his own, but he was working a lot. And once he heard about Corporate Cleaning Group and started talking to us and started talking about the systems and, and how he could work on his business rather than in it, um, he decided to convert his franchise over, and today it's about 10 or 12 years later, and his business is more than twice that, and he said he doesn't work near as much as he used to back then. So wow. it really tells you that power of being a part of a corporate system that that is able to identify and focus on how do you make this business as, as efficient and effective as possible. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that there are times when a mom-and-pop business can grow beyond their ability to manage it, and it Absolutely. does become all-consuming, and, yeah. you know, and, and they don't know what all the systems are. So no. for you guys to offer all of the systems in place, it just sounds like it would be a really good transition for um, for someone who currently has a commercial cleaning. It's one of those things that you don't know what you don't know. Um, yeah. and, and unfortunately, a lot of small business people that start their business, they never get out of working in the business yeah. because they're so caught up in the day-to-day -day grind 
that they never have a chance to work on that business and strategize and figure out how to how to grow the business. They're they're always figuring, mm-hmm. well, it's cheaper if I work than it is if I pay somebody else. Mm-hmm. And they they're always focused the value. on. <laughs> absolutely, they're always focused on the widget. You know, yeah, just exactly, yeah. repeating the widget, whatever that widget is, and they never get out of that that role of being, uh, as Michael Gerber says, that technician where they're yeah. just always doing the work. So we need to take a real quick commercial break, but I'd love to hear more from you, uh, maybe another story or two when we come back for commercial break. Okay. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more from Marcy Olinger with Corporate Cleaning Group. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballestetos is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballestetos here, and I am with Marcy Olinger with Corporate Cleaning Group. So, Marcy, when we broke for commercial break, I ask if maybe you had another story or two that you could share with us. You know, I, I've thought about that, and I think one of the stories that um, probably says more for you than commercial cleaning specifically um, is myself. And I was a corporate person for 25 years, always wanted to have my own business, just couldn't figure out what my million-dollar idea was, and I stumbled upon franchising. I Personally, I thought at the time it was a bad word. I thought I was too smart to have to follow somebody else's system, and that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to get out of corporate. So I worked with a coach very much like what what you do, and it truly was one of the best learning experiences I've ever had. I think um, I, I probably in the two to three months that it, it took me to come to my decision, I probably learned more in that time than – I did going through my MBA program. So I would just encourage anybody who has a chance to work with you to step in with an open mind and just find out what they're, what's out there. 
Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And, you know, like you, I was in corporate, I was in corporate for 30 plus years in banking and I was in the corporate division. And I kind of thought I knew a little bit about business, but I tell you what, it, it, it's kind of crazy because when I got into uh, franchising and really started digging into it and learning it, oh my gosh, it's fascinating to me now. It was a job before. It right. is fascinating, and I love the model these days. So mm-hmm. why did you leave corporate? Um, I did always have that desire. When I went through my MBA program, one of the reasons I chose the school I did was because instead of a thesis, we wrote a business plan, and my mm-hmm. intention was I would take that business plan and run with it and start my own business. It just didn't turn out to be the business I wanted to do. Um, my undergraduate degree was in horticulture, and I thought that I would get back, which I didn't do anything with during that 25 years, but I thought I would get back and use that. And when I actually looked at what I would be doing on a daily basis, that wasn't anything about what I wanted to do. Mm. So, um, but, uh, but the reason I actually left corporate was because I got a pink slip. I okay. had, had just started as a director of product development and product management with um, a financial services firm, and I had been there for two years. So I was one of the, the newer ones. But I remember the, my VP coming to me and saying, um, who's your weakest performer? And if we had to get rid of somebody, who would it be? And I said, well, I think it would be me. I'm, I'm the one that's in management. And you're, the, my people are all more technically astute on your systems than I am. Um, I think if they had a good manager, then they could all continue on. And a couple of weeks later, he came in with the HR guy and said, yep, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I suggested that. <laughs> Good idea, Mars. <laughs> That's funny. But you know, there are a lot of people right now, Marcy, that are in a similar situation um, yeah. with a lot of the businesses that are downsizing, having to rethink the way that they deliver their product or services. And, you know, as they're looking at that, um, and they've been in corporate for however many years of their career. I know I didn't think that the first place I would want to look would be franchising. So what led you to franchising? What led you to that business model? It really was that I clicked on a link. I think it was on bizbysell.com, and um, somebody called me. And the guy, I remember, the guy said, this is Bob. I wanted to talk to you about business ownership and franchising. All I heard in that was franchising. I'm like, no, thanks, Bob, and hung mm-hmm. up. And fortunately, the guy kept calling me. And I, I honestly just thought, I'm going to have to pick up the phone just to make the guy quit calling me. And that was my mm-hmm. intent. He said, hey, I'm not, I'm not asking to buy anything. I'm just asking to consider something that maybe you haven't considered. So it really was a step outside of my comfort zone to consider franchising. But once I got in it, just like you said, it's fascinating. I I have never looked back and thought, gosh, I wish I would have stayed with corporate. Right, right. I have looked back and thought, why the heck did I didn't why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I look back. <laughs> So, Marcy, if somebody is listening right now and they're thinking, you know, maybe I do want a piece of that pie in the commercial cleaning industry, how would they find out more information about the corporate cleaning group and maybe speak to you? Um, 
My phone number is 660-268-8009. I'm happy to talk to him. Or my email address is marcio, that's M-A-R-C-I-E-O, at corporatecleaninggroup.com. And just call, tell me this is where you heard about it, and I will be happy to have a conversation with you and, and get you more information. Great. So we're down to those final three questions. And the first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for this process? Because, folks, it is a process. So what would you suggest that they do, Marcy, to prepare for this? I think first and foremost and absolutely most important is to call Linda and and work with her. Um, Keep an open mind. You really get out of it, this process, what you put into it. But it's all about doing research. It's not about getting emotionally stuck on a concept, but rather to, to do the research to get the data that helps you come to that decision. And that decision could be, I don't want to have anything to do with these crazy entrepreneurs. Or mm-hmm. it could be, yeah, I like that idea, but I don't really want to do franchising. Or it could be, gosh, Corporate Cleaning Group might be exactly the right franchise for me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's pushing you to decide one way or another. Uh, Linda really is there just to help you. She's your advocate. She's there to answer questions, to help guide you, to keep you moving, and to help you get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. It is, um, like I said, it is a process, and many times people end up in an industry that they never uh, thought up front. Uh, that they would be in. And I think some of that, Marcy, is because people have uh, an, a preconceived idea of what franchising means. Okay, so yeah. I know there's a Jiffy Lube, and I know that there's, you know, there are all these other named brands, well, well-known well brands, but there's so many industries represented in the franchise model that people don't realize are, are even a part of franchising. So um, that's the fun part is yep. um, is is representing that. So the second um, question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? I think the, the, the most important one is be willing to follow a proven system. Don't get in there and think that you know more than they do and, and try to redevelop the system. I remember at, at my initial training, the guy said, hey, for the first six months, just keep your brilliance to yourself. Do what we tell you. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Keep your and brilliance I, I mean, to still, yourself. Yeah, keep your brilliance <laughs> to yourself. As much as you think you know more than we do, we've been at this a little bit longer, and you're going to be much better off if you just do what we say. Love it. And then yeah. I think the second thing is any the same for any business person, whether it's franchise or independent. But we would be willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. I don't think mm-hmm. you need a plan B. I think you need a this is all or nothing, folks. You're making a big decision. You're making a huge investment of money, time, and resources. And mm-hmm. you really want to put your heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. What is the saying, um, burn the bridge, burn the, uh, burn the ships? Yeah, So that exactly. you know that there is no way off this island. You've got to make it work. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I I like that. You know, don't don't think, oh, if this doesn't work, I've got a plan B. Don't have a plan B. Make this work. Make this work. Yeah, absolutely. The final question here is, you've been in franchising for a while now, so you kind of understand the 
the industry and the um, the culture of it. Where, what do you see the future of franchising look like? I think everything is um, a little bit scary right now, and retail is probably a little bit scarier than most. But I really think it depends more on the franchise system and the leadership. So mm-hmm. it's finding the right fit. What's good for one person isn't always good for another. I, I know that there are some people that get into something that they absolutely love it, and to me that just sounds horrible. I would never want to have anything to do with it. But I think it's much more important for you to understand who it is that you're working with, who you're partnering with, and what your role is in running that business. So it's not making the ice cream. It's not making the donuts. It's running the ice cream business or the the donut shop. Mm -hmm. So definitely got to know what you're getting into and and do your research before you get into that final decision. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. Marcy, it's been great having you on the show. One more time, if somebody is interested in corporate cleaning groups, how would they get in touch with you? My phone number is 660-268-8009, and my email address is marcio, M-A-R-C-I-E-O, at corporatecleaninggroup.com. Lovely. Again, Marcy, thanks so much for being on the show today. Really enjoyed the valuable information. Thank you, Linda. Absolutely. You know, folks, it is all about timing. And I get that. And boy, do I hate hearing that every single time. But it is all about timing. So you want to make sure that, that you put something in place so when the time is right, you're ready. So Timing doesn't mean that you sit back on your on your laurels, so to speak, and wait for everything to fall in your lap. That's not the way it works. Timing is about you preparing yourself so when the opportunity happens, then you're ready. So the quote today is, strategy and timing are the Himalayas of marketing. Everything else is the cat skills. This was... Uh, a quote by Al Rice. He's a marketing expert and author. So what this tells me is timing and strategy. Those are the two most important things in running your business. When you connect with a franchisor, a solid franchisor that understands the marketing piece of it, they've got the strategy of that figured out. The timing is on you to be ready. And this pandemic just pushed that timing up a little bit quicker, especially in the commercial cleaning business. Folks, thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising. Hope to see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.